I'm sorry, I just poured myself more wine. Give me a second. <laughs> I can't be sober for this conversation. It is that time of the year, folks. It's Christmas time. It is Christmas time. I've been fighting it for so long, but it's finally here. You know, you have two types of folks during the holiday season. You have people like Jenny, who put it off as long as possible. And then you have people like me, who set up the day after Halloween. Don't get me wrong. I like Christmas. But I think there's too much overhype around it, so people are constantly forcing it right away. So it won't even be Halloween yet, and I'll see Christmas decorations up. Not, like, at people's houses, but at stores. And that really fucking bothers me. But now it's the Christmas season, so I'm okay with it. I just want to go ahead and say that I totally understand not wanting to hype it up while there are other holidays going on. However... Do you know how amazing those sales are at Michael's during Halloween time when you're shopping for Christmas stuff? I started buying Halloween decorations in September. 60% off sales are the way to go. That's, I have like decorations within my room that are Halloween decorations that are just my normal decor. Oh yeah, didn't we discover the other night that a regular decoration in your room is something that I actually had up for Halloween this season? Yes but I just have it (laughs) year-round. I love that for us. Listen, I don't know. I I enjoy Christmas. Halloween will always be my favorite, but I do like the season of giving. I actually like giving gifts more than receiving them. There's something so wholesome about seeing something in a store and going, oh, you know who would love that? This person in my life. You know who would love that? Jenny would love that. I'm going to get that for Jenny. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's a lot of fun. And it's the best to actually see them open it, their faces. Yeah. So, so for those of you who don't know, I actually sent Jenny her Christmas present early. And uh, she sent me a, a live video of her opening the package. And it made my whole day like I was sitting by myself in my room. And I had this huge smile on my face just seeing how much she loved it. Like, brightened my whole day and it wasn't like that amazing of a gift but knowing that it made her happy made me really happy but it was something tailored to me it was a uh, it's like a vintage old camera it was a um a brownie with the the flash on it which i don't have like i don't have one of those flash bulb cameras and i like to collect vintage cameras so i was like this is really freaking cool Definitely low-key when I saw it in the... I was I was out antique shopping, so when I saw it, I texted Jenny. This was back in September when I saw this. I texted Jenny and I went, hey, do you still collect old cameras? And she went, yeah, why? And I just didn't answer. And I didn't remember about that. So kudos to you for knowing that I would totally forget. <laughs> that is how you do it. But we love Christmas season, and I think it's time to get into the show. Hey, guys. It is Jenny. And it is Brie. And this is Hippie Chicken Metalhead. I don't know why we were singing, but that's what we're doing. That's how I cope with my existential dread. Anyway, so I know we talked a lot about Christmas. Which has nothing to do with this episode. 
Yeah, but we thought we would talk about it because it is all the hype. Last week we had hinted towards it. We did gods. And then I had said at the end of the episode that I wasn't going to tell you, well, we weren't going to tell you who exactly we were doing, but it was going to be goddesses. This week, we are doing the goddesses of fertility and war, and we're changing it up a bit. We're getting out of our comfort zones, and we're going with Celtic and Norse mythology. Can I just say that I love the way you just said fertility? You, your whole New York accent came out. You went, fertility. Fertility. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You fertile? <laughs> Your fertility, girl. Are you fertile? Because, ooh, I'd smash that fertility. <laughs> Things I didn't know. Which goddesses are we doing this week, Jenny? We are doing, and I am going to preface this episode with. I am so sorry if this is something that's either within your culture or something that you study and I'm pronouncing things wrong. I'm really trying my hardest and I know Brie is really trying her hardest as well. We are not experts in this by any means, (laughs) but we are doing the Morgan, not just Morgan. It's the Morgan. The Morgan. And Freya. I just want to say that I only researched a little bit on this, but I have a lot of Celtic heritage. Does that make up for it? I don't know if it makes up for it, but it's a fun fact to share that I am wet as hell. So here we go. (laughs) And I will say that I have absolutely no, at least not to my knowledge, any Scandinavian blood within me. So (laughs) this is going to be fun. What? You don't? I'm sorry. I'm Italian and Irish as far as I know. (laughs) Wow. Are you from New York or something? Absolutely. (laughs) How could you tell? Uh, If you're new here, hi, welcome. Stay a while. Grab a drink or not. You could do whatever you want. But what we are going to be taking you through eight rounds of who would be the best mom. Oh, well, I I don't know if we're exactly saying the best mom, but we're kind of um, divvying it out between what type of moms we think Freya and Morgan are. So basically what we're saying is that we are pinning the goddesses of war against each other about how mom-like they are. Absolutely. So that means in this scenario, Freya is my mom. And the Morgan is my mom. Exactly. But before we get into that, we're going to have to give you a little bit of history. If it's something that we don't know, we're going to fill you in on it with our very quickly researched backgrounds. Bree, do you want to start us off? Yeah, yeah, I can start us off. So today I will be fighting for the Morrigan, which she is a goddess of war and death. And she is also the goddess of prophecy and fate and saw future things, including the end of the world, which is kind of terrifying. That's crazy. She was super knowledgeable. She was really big with her prophecies. She was also a shapeshifter uh, who took many forms and often would appear as multiple forms throughout a single story. She was also depicted as three goddesses within one. She was a triple goddess, and they would go under the same name. A common depiction of her is a raven. The page that I'm reading right now says her prophecies were never wrong and her wordings were exact, if somewhat poetic. She commonly appeared in stories at the appearances of deaths, specifically a prominent figure, prominent war figures generally, and she would appear as a crow. 
I think that's where the omen, like the bad omen of a crow comes in. Yeah, I um I remember reading somewhere that if a soldier was going into battle and they had saw either a crow or they saw Morgan herself, it usually meant that that warrior was not coming home. She was almost a bad omen. Correct. As if she pick and chose whose lives, unfortunately, she was taking from the battlefield. Yeah. And scholars have also linked her spirits appearing later in Irish folklore, such as the Banshee or Fairy Woman. So she has a lot of fun associations that I think many people don't necessarily know the origins of, but she was indeed the origin of a lot of myths that we know today, which is fun. Yeah, that's cool. She's a really cool, badass figure. I like her. There doesn't seem to be too much background about her regarding how she came to be a goddess, other than the fact that her her mother was a goddess. She was the daughter of Ernmus, a mother goddess who herself was the daughter of Nuada, king of the Tuatha de Danann. So she has no dad. Damn. Yeah, she's a really cool figure. Thank you, Brie, for that brief background. Now I'm going to give you guys a little bit of uh, Freya, which on the way home today to come record, the song Freya by The Sword came on. Are you serious? Without me putting it on. I wasn't listening to the radio. I was listening to my own Spotify. But still, I don't really listen to that song very often. So I thought it was very um, interesting. Fitting. Freya, Old Norse for lady, is the Norse goddess of love, fertility, battle, and death from the Scandinavian mythology during the Viking era. Freya is the daughter of Nord, the sea god, and an unnamed mom. I, they just don't know, I guess. Oh, wait, no. Wouldn't they know? How do they not know? So what you're telling me is that Freya has a missing mother from her culture, and the Morrigan has a missing father. Interesting. Interesting. They seem to have a bit in common, don't they? <laughs> Absolutely. She was born to the Veneer, I believe it's pronounced, tribe of gods, but later became an honorary member of Asir gods. She is the sibling of Freyr, the god associated with fine winter and good fortune. Her husband is Hothar, and they have two daughters together. Freya is associated with strength and power, basically a bad bitch. We love that. Pigs were often sacrificed in her honor, which poor pigs, but you know what happens. Not the cute little piggies. Because she rode a boar with uh, golden bristles. Her other choices of transportation were a chariot pulled by big cats. My favorite part about her, as a crazy cat lady myself. <laughs> or... Flying. She had like this cloak that uh, allowed her to fly. That's dope. Freya is famous for her fondness of love, fertility, beauty, and fine material possessions. And by myth, she is considered to be a party girl of a seer. One example is, I guess, of like her being a little bit of a party girl is that Loki, the trickster god had accused Freya, and was probably accurate about this, of sleeping with all of the gods and elves, including her brother. Again with the incest. God, mythology and incest, they're like, they're interchangeable, basically. <laughs> I don't get it. Jesus Christ. I really don't know. No, you're right. Sorry, this is the wrong mythology. Is it almost every mythology? Like, will we find out later? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. While she certainly 
was a passionate seeker of pleasures and thrills. She was a lot more than that, even the god even though the gods wanted it to be just more of her own sexuality, like there's a story of this giant steals Loki's hammer, excuse me, Thor, Thor's hammer, and we're getting to Marvel now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you say Thor and all I can think of is Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Every historian is shaking their heads at us. <laughs> anyway, so pretty much during this, the way that Thor can get his hammer back is by offering up Freya to be the giant's bride. So in this story, Thor actually dresses up as the bride and that's how he gets the hammer back. But again, it's it's this idea that she is this trophy that a lot of gods wanted or not even just gods, elves, giants, whatever. But she was a lot more than that. Freya is an archetype of the Vala, a professional or semi-professional of the practicer of Sadir, the most organized form of Norse magic, which you can see pop up in pop culture like the Harry Potter series. She was the first one to bring this art to the gods and then later to humans. She is one hell of a warrior. Those for who don't really know Norse mythology well and honestly Brie and myself included she is often compared to the Egyptian goddess our girl Iris <gasps> throwback to our last episode and the Greek goddesses Venus and Aphrodite yeah you know what you were talking about how Freya is very known for her beauty and all related and I'm sitting here all I'm thinking about is Aphrodite and she must be very very similar I also cannot be the only one listening to Jenny talk about this, and every time she says Freya, I just think of the Animal Crossing character. You know, the the wolf villager? She's so cute. I just love the name Freya. I don't know why, I just fuck with it. It's just a good name. Looking up this stuff has really gotten me want wanting a Freya tattoo. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here like, I feel like I named my daughter Freya. <laughs> Now we got all the background that we need. Let's freaking get into it. All right. So as we mentioned before, we are doing who is the most mom-like. And so all of our categories will be related to different types of moms that we have met throughout our lives. So our first category is the one who subconsciously adopts all of your friends, aka the second mom. Where did you play for this? Okay. So I first put... Freya, but I'm honestly second guessing myself already and thinking maybe based off of what you said, Morgan. Okay, um, I definitely voted Freya for this, so I want to hear your thoughts about why you second guessed yourself. Now, the reason I originally had voted for Freya is just like, number one, she's my girl, and, and I just thought that because she had this open and that she's a goddess known for love and beauty that you know, she would see the beauty in everybody and she would want to take them in. But now I'm starting to think about how Morrigan, she was this goddess that oversaw the battlefields. And I don't think that her taking lives of soldiers was done maliciously. In a way, to me, it's like she's taking them in. Because one of the other things that a lot of Celtic belief was that you would leave the dead on the battlefield for a day that so she can collect them. 
So it's almost like she's collecting these souls. She's taking care of these souls, adopting them all. You know, that's actually a really good argument. I originally voted Freya and I wasn't really sure why. I know I'm rooting for Morrigan over here because she's supposed to be my mom and everything. God, you, you're going against your own mother. I just couldn't imagine her having this care and love for all of, you know, her kids' friends. But now that I'm thinking about it, I can't even vote for Freya either because, I don't know, she just reminds me of partying all the time. (laughs) Okay, is it a crime that she knew her sex, like she was all about her sexuality, you know? (laughs) No, 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 no. I, um, see, this is so hard. I I think I voted for Freya because I can just see her adopting all of her kids' friends in a fun mom type of way, like a, like a, the one mom that all of her kids' friends go to for advice, you know, to hang out with. She throws all, like, the fun birthday parties. Ooh, yeah. Now I'm just kind of backpedaling here because like Freya does do something similar but I don't think that they have the same traditions of leaving the dead on the battlefield she has something similar to some sort of heaven where she watches over the warriors but I don't know if it was like she would reach out and really care in the way that Morrigan would I mean okay so I'm reading some background of Morrigan and the Morrigan I'm gonna fight for her a little bit here because as you said, she she has that relationship with for the dead. I mean, you know, she she takes them in. She 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 takes over and she takes them in and she takes care of them. Which is again similar to Freya, but I I do agree that I think that there's something more nurturing about how it's so carefully placed that within the Celtic culture, it's like they allow a day for her to come and collect them and make sure that they're cared for. It seems that the Morrigan has much more association specifically with that relation. Yeah. Whereas Freya, you know, that's one of the things that she does. Yes. But the Morrigan, you read about her and the first thing that you'll see is her relationship with the dead. Yeah. We're going to say Morgan. <laughs> Morgan. Morgan. I keep wanting to say Morgan and like, it's because it, that's just the way it flows. But I'm just like, no, it's Morgan. Yeah, the Morgan. There's an accent. The Morgan. The Morgan. You should say it in the most American way possible. The Morgan. The Morgan. The Morgan. Oh, yes. <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> All right. Our next category is most likely to be the passive aggressive mom. Um, I think when Jenny and I were writing this, we were specifically thinking of the southern mom stereotype, the one that says, "Oh, bless your heart." That that constantly gives or or says something that like sounds like a compliment but isn't the backhanded compliment. See, this one I kind of feel it's Freya. I don't know. I I voted Morgan for this, but, like, I can't remember why. (laughs) (laughs) I just... No, you're right. It's Freya. Yeah, I think it's Freya because in a couple of just, like, the stories, she's very sassy. Mm -hmm. Of course, I like that about her. But I think at the same time, she has this higher authority than others, so she can easily put them down. I don't know if I feel that same way about Morrigan. It seems that Morrigan, the Morrigan is almost more down to earth. She isn't received in 
a as a superficial way as Freya is. Not that Freya is like portrayed as superficial, but Freya's a bad bitch. Yeah. Off topic, kind of on topic, but off topic. For some reason, I keep imagining Freya portrayed by Mila Kunis. <laughs> is that weird? A little bit, but like I dig it. I fucking love her. <laughs> I don't know why. Very interesting. Oh, how our minds work. So I think Freya wins that category, the passive-aggressive mom. Yeah, not much argument there. Next one is most likely to show up to your game and quite literally get on the field with you. Kind of like a overbearing mom. The Morrigan. Yeah. Why do you say, though? So hear me out. I mean, okay, so so in mythology, the Morrigan is known to predict the outcome of conflicts and wars, and she, you know, they turned to her to predict whether a war was going to happen or not. Mm-hmm. You know, you translate that to football, and, you know, she gets in the game, she's like, this war is going to happen, and it's going to happen now, and my son, he's going to start it, and he's going to finish it. She's yelling. It's going to be bloody. She's like... You know the football dads that are, like, living vicariously through their son? Oh, yeah. I feel like that's her. Because Freya, I I personally think she has a mentality where it's like, my kid's gonna learn and they're gonna learn on their own. Yeah. I say the Morgan one while I win, unless you have an argument. No, I don't. Pretty clear cut here. All right. Next one is most intimidating mother figure, but a softie at heart. I voted the Morgan again. I actually... Voted for Freya. Okay, do tell. I'm curious. Really. Honestly. Tell me. All right. <laughs> In a lot of depictions, she has her armor on, which I think is pretty badass. The fact that she can fly. If I had a woman, full armor with a spear, she's got like the scary helmet on, and she's flying at me with all of her might. That's scary to me. Okay. I think we interpreted... Freya's appearance a little differently. I look at pictures of Freya. I think about her. She is, she's known for her partying. She goes around flying a chariot with cats. And even in old paintings, she just, she looks drop dead beautiful. But wouldn't you consider that intimidating? Sure, but by intimidating, I always interpreted that as to be kind of mean looking. You know, you're kind of scared of them. Uh Uh-huh. Well, the thing that I find with her is that not only is she beautiful and that that has an intimidating factor to it, if if you're thinking about in terms of approaching somebody who's just like you think is drop dead gorgeous, but also the fact that she's able to fly. Not only, I mean, yes, I understand with the chariot and the cats, it's a little bit comical in a way. God, I wish that were me. (laughs) The other... form of transportation that we're forgetting about is her boar, which boars are pretty scary. I mean, they have a pig-like appearance, but they have the horns. I just want to say that I saw a movie when I was like 10 years old about somebody being like murdered by a boar, and that scarred me. I don't remember what movie it was, but I definitely saw it, so I don't like boars that much. So would you say it's intimidating? (laughs) (laughs) Gosh damn it, I think you're right. Okay, okay, but I'm still going to counter that. I'm still gonna... I think you you know the intimidating factor about the Morrigan already. I mean, she's associated with crows, for God's sakes. I mean, how many people do you know that don't see a crow and go, shit, something's bad's gonna happen today? I have a very opposite view of crows. 
Yeah, but like I love them. You're not like the other girls. I guess, but like <laughs> I well, the reason why I love crows is when I learned this information that if you befriend a crow, they will bring you little gifts. I know. Have you seen that story about the little girl that became friends with the crow on her farmhouse? Oh yeah, yeah, and, I remember that. And the crow would literally bring her gifts every day. Just like, that was so cute. I love crows. They're yeah, so smart. They're adorable. But I don't know. I don't think that it's as intimidating as a boar. But also, it's it's beyond the, the, the animal representation thing. I mean, the Morrigan literally is associated with death. She, she, she prophesizes death. You know, you see a crow and you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to die today. I think there's something more intimidating to me when it's beauty that kills the beauty that kills the beast i'm sorry i had to say that (laughs) all right and i think that freya although a lot of times something like loki would try to tarnish her name and say oh she's the party girl she's not gonna be as loving and but she is the goddess of fertility and love and beauty although she has this intimidating factor and she's a great warrior and she had fought in a huge war she has the soft side to her as well and i think that it shows more about her character when she has a lot of these factors coming in together and it creates this like balance between intimidation and love and support okay i can i can follow up with that argument that i think that's pretty good i i'm not gonna fight against that anymore because i can't defend the morrigan to be this whole big softy i mean not nothing that i've read even shows that she has this like big softy heart so um Mm -hmm. we talk about how she's nurturing 100 percent, but it's not part of her yeah her title as a goddess i i will give that one to you i'll give it to you the next one is my favorite, and I think you should read it. Most likely to buy weed off your friend, aka the cool mom. And we all know a mom like this, or have a mom like this, or know a mom like this. <laughs> <laughs> I put Freya for this. I feel like there wasn't even a question. I read it, and I went Freya. Absolutely. And the reason why I said so is that it just made me think of, they talk about how she is a semi-professional or professional dabbler in the magics. So, I mean, this is purely based off of, like, Harry Potter and other Hocus Pocus movies, but, like, definitely see her trying out whatever potion is there to see what's good with it, and then, you know, why not some weed? You know, that's a more in-depth analysis than I had. I went with, well, she's depicted as a party girl, so I mean, like, why wouldn't she buy weed off of her kid's best friend, you know? I feel like it wouldn't do anything to her. Oh, yeah, she smoked so she's much. She's like, do you have anything? Any frog's blood? <laughs> that would spice this shit up real quick. You have a rat tooth in there? Freya is totally the cool mom. Freya is the one who low-key, <laughs> low-key, get it? Loki embarrasses her kid, but all of her kids' friends love. They're like, yeah, when's your mom gonna come hang out with us? I love smoking with your mom. She's so cool. We're in agreement. Freya is the cool mom. Yeah. Our next category is the one to praise you so much that when they say they're disappointed in you, it cuts deep. 
Y'all ever have a mom like this? I have a hundred percent have my mom say that she was disappointed in me about something, and it hurts, man. I wish it, like it's it's where you're like, man, I wish you were just mad at me. I wish you were just yelling at me rather than saying you were disappointed in me. And the thing with these moms is that like they're so good of a mom. You know, they're so supportive in everything you do. You make little mistakes and you're like, that's okay, honey. Stuff like it happens. Like, I love you anyway. And then like, as soon as you do, like, if you do one thing that crosses the line a little too much, they're like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. Shit makes you cry for two weeks. Do for real. But anyway, I, um, I, I think it's Freya. That's interesting. I had put Morgan just because I think it would hurt a lot of a lot more hearing that she was disappointed than Freya because I think you could just turn it back and be like, "Well, you've done this, this, and this, so you're really di- that disappointed in me." Like, come on. All right, I have an argument for this. Please do share. Hear me out. You gotta follow along with my steps here. The way I see it. I think the Morgan would be that type of mom that she's already hard on you a little bit. You know, you don't want to disappoint her already. She's a little strict. And then and then Freya, she's she's the cool mom as we just talked about. She's a cool mom. She's so chill. You know, you're never worried about disappointing her cuz she's got low standards. So as soon as you go, you know, if you come home and you're like, "Yeah, I got suspended for two weeks. As soon as she says, I'm disappointed, because she has that history of doing, like, being the party mom, Mm -hmm. when she says it, it means something. That's when you know you've hit a little too low. All right. You've persuaded me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. Yeah, because we already talk about how Morgan is, like, this overprotective So, obviously, if you do anything that's slightly out of the ordinary or slightly out of line, she's going to be upset, be disappointed. And after hearing it so many times, do you really care that much? (laughs) You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, mom, I know, I'm a disappointment. Disappointment? I know, I've dishonor on your cow! Like, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And, And going off of that, I think the Morgan would be the, like, because of who she is, her kid would be su- the, the rebellious kid. Probably. The one who has so much to live up to that he's like, well, I'm never going to be as good as her, so why not be the total opposite? True that, true that, actually. All right. Okay. Yes, I agree. That one goes to Freya. Thank you, thank you. No problem. Even though I'm totally still fighting for the Morrigan, but... It's okay. I mean, like, we're on episode six now, right? I think it's established we fight for our side, but we're not opposed to agreeing or fighting for the other when we think it's the right one. I think it's just... I think it's honorable that we do that. Agreed, agreed. Would you like to announce our next one? Absolutely. The next one is most likely to poke fun at you to thicken your skin. The sassy mom. I voted for Freya for this one. Yeah, me too. Again, we circle back to the party girl part a lot, but I I think that she deals with a lot of people constantly objectifying her that she has to have thick skin. 
mm-hmm. to continue on. There's so many stories where she ends up being like the prize. She needs to be used to persuade somebody to do what that mm-hmm. she has to number one have thick skin about that, but then also be so secure in herself to be out about her sexuality and that way back then for women to be so much about their sexuality sometimes it was be you know it was was shamed Uh, in today's society it's still shame i totally agree with that yeah so she has to not only thicken her own skin but her children's skin aka my skin i 100 percent agree with you i think that's a great response i think we were just talking about how the morrigan you know, is already kind of a tough mom, but she doesn't really poke fun at you. She she says it how it she says it how it is. Yeah. No, yeah, I definitely agree with that. That they're both I think that they would both be wanting to teach their kids thick skin, but that Morgan would be more in life lesson wise. Yes. She's yeah. telling you how to go about things she's showing you through life lessons. Meanwhile, Freya's like, you look horrible in that. (laughs) Thick it up. You look kind of stupid. Change your outfit. What are you wearing? Eyeliner? Did nobody show you any makeup tutorials? Come on, kid. Yeah, come here, kid. Let me show you. Let me get that schmutz off you. And then, and then, I think that's what exactly what we think of when we think of the mom who's gonna poke fun at you. And I think of your mom in this as well. You know, she pokes fun at you, but then almost immediately she follows up with something helpful. Exactly. So it's nothing mean. It's just it's all out of fun, and it's yeah. something like. You can poke fun back. Exactly. And I think we're thinking of the type of mother-kid relationship that is fun and lighthearted, but, you know, serious when it needs to be, you know, comfortable poking at each other. Exactly. So I think Freya definitely gets that. Yes, Freya definitely gets that. Now it brings us to the last of our mom category or our mom rounds is most likely to host the best Super Bowl party, a.k.a. the hostess mom. Is that a question? Is that a real question? Who did you vote for this? Before I cast my vote, who did you vote for this? Freya. Okay, good. So did I. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's in the name. She's the party mom. She'd make a freaking great dip. That's all I'm saying. A good-ass five-layer dip. How about that? How about them apples? (laughs) I don't even think we need... There's more to say. I think that she would have great dip. She'd have chips on deck at all times. She'd probably have pizza rolls. She is the the party host. She's the fun mom. She exudes party energy. That's who she is. Little fun mom energy? Could be a nursery. Could be a nursery. (laughs) All right, that brings us... To our not-so-lightning-lightning round. Woohoo! Um, for those of you who have not been listening in the past few episodes, we have been doing our not-so-lightning-lightning round, um, meaning, you know, our serious questions in actual regards to the goddesses that are not just weirdly opposite things to <laughs> our theme. Yeah. <laughs> like, putting mother characteristics on goddesses of war. And it's not so lightning because we tend to talk a little too much about things, so. Now, if you listen to last week's episode, these questions are a bit recycled. And honestly, it 
is half pure out of laziness and other half because I think they're still good questions. Well, we think they're still good questions to ask because these are still part of mythology and part of gods, goddesses. So why not ask them again? All right. So our first category of the not so lightning lightning round is the coolest origin story. During my research, as we said in the beginning of the episode, there isn't too much, too much background on their origin stories. They kind of just were. I know for the Morrigan's origin story, um, she was a member of a tribe who arrived in Ireland and was met with resistance by earlier settlers at the island, and they were at war very quickly, so a lot of the Morrigan's early history is associated with war Mm -hmm. in the early age. Freya is the same, actually. There's there's a big war that happens where she, again, is used as a prize her and Friar are moved to a different location. I can't think of the name right now, but it's the same thing. It's 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 dived in war, which would make a lot of sense as to why they are the goddesses of war. Okay, I did find something that might set out the Morgan to be a little different from Freya's origin story, and I'm just going to read it word for word from the website I found um, because I can't really think of a way to summarize this. So it says that she appeared prominently in the Ulster Cycle where she assisted and antagonized the hero of the cycle, Cuculain. In one of the stories, Cuculain chased an old woman driving a heifer from his territory, insulting her as she went. As he attacked her, she transformed into a raven, and Cuculain, realizing at last that this was the mighty Morrigan, stating that if he had known who she was, he would have acted more wisely. She responded that any action he might have taken would have inevitably led to the same result and offered a prophecy as a payment for his insults. He would die in an upcoming battle and she would be there to watch. I think that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool origin story. Yeah, I like that. I'm trying to think if there's anything. I'm sure that there is because there's so many stories that of course we can't get into or will know all of them because it takes years to fully master a culture or a mythology. So forgive me if there's something I am missing, but I think that I would agree that that is really badass and I think that she can take this category. This guy literally chased after an old woman and she turned into a raven and the morrigan literally went psych psych <laughs> yeah i think i think that's a really cool story i want to go ahead and, and just give that one to, to morrigan i just really love that story yeah the next one is you find yourself in war who is your battle buddy okay this is really a toss-up for me i i originally voted the morrigan because the whole prophetic thing, she can predict war, she's associated with it, can predict who's gonna die. It's a major tool, but at the same time, Freya is a badass bitch. She is, and and that's why I uh I voted for my mom. <laughs> so uh what what was your exact reasoning for voting for Freya? Just because it is a toss-up for me. I'm trying to figure out where I'm siding with here. I don't know. I just Is it bad? I'm just kind of hoping that if I side with her, she'll also get me a chariot that I can ride in with some cats. Hey, I don't know if you remember this, but you're allergic to cats, dude. (laughs) That's totally fine. (laughs) I think you'll die. (laughs) I will take some Allegra first. I I know that it was not made during the Viking era at all, but (laughs) it don't matter. 
I just want to say that I think I'm halfway there. I, I'm living with three cats. I can, I can take in a few more. I can get a chariot full of them. For your Christmas gift, should I get you a chariot? I wouldn't say no. <laughs> I have a basement to store it in, so I mean, you know, put it out during the holidays. It'll be Santa, but Freya, Santa Freya, Santa Freya, Santa Freya. I think the Morrigan is just more useful because you know it's a guarantee. She predicts things. She's all-knowing. You know who to go after. I don't know. I think that Freya is very tactful. Am I saying that correctly? Tactful? Tactful? Full of tact. She, she knows. She knows. She may not have the ability to predict, but she also has magic on her side. That's fair. Pew, pew. That's fair. The pew, pew was like magic coming out of her hand pew 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 for some reason we're in star wars now i guess oh my god we're gonna be in a tie aren't we no 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 no. okay i might actually side with you a little bit here because if we're if we're talking specifically about battle buddies the morrigan's not really a battle buddy she just comes in swoops in and is like hey this person's gonna die and then you're like okay thanks (laughs) see you later that's my best friend, but okay. <laughs> oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was not a tasteful joke. Yo, what if she just comes in as a raven? She doesn't go anywhere. She just sits on your shoulder the whole time. Do you just gotta be there like, yeah, I'm gonna die today. Fuck. <laughs> I'm actually gonna go with Freya for that one. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. We love Freya. Now, the last one is best depiction in art history. This is hard. We'll give a little rundown. We did mention this before a little bit, but uh, for Freya, oftentimes she is depicted with her cats on her chariot. And it's sometimes they're comedically big cats, what I love, but they're not like tigers or anything. Like they look like house cats. (laughs) Sorry, did you say Carol Baskin? (laughs) Oh my God, is Freya Carol Baskin? Oh my god, this changes everything. This changes the whole episode. Freya is Carol Baskin. Don't you dare ever disrespect Freya like that. Carol Baskin. <laughs> but there's a couple that is either her in war or there's one where this one's a gorgeous piece and we'll have to post it, you know, on our social medias where she is in this pretty like white gown she's gorgeous got long blonde it looks like flowing hair and she's holding a spear in the corner she has like these roses around her and there's a war helmet and i don't know that just looks so bad because it has like this beauty side to her but she you could see the hardness and like the intimidation factor that she has that we talked about before it's very uh, elegant and pretty but yet intimidating i do really like that picture she's she's shown as a beauty but she's also shown as a warrior yeah and another one it's her in front of what looks like a shield and there's a cat like rubbing against it i thought that was cute (laughs) that is really cute and then the ones of morrigan i couldn't really find older art depictions of the morrigan or that many of them anyway you know there are many depictions of just the morrigan as as a crow 
which is really cool in and of itself. Yeah, there's there's one that you could see a little bit of a shield and a spear, and it's the crow, like, right behind it, and it's, like, behind what looks like flames. Yeah. And it's just, like, although it's such a simple image, it says so much. It does, absolutely. This is so hard. Both of them are just so powerful in yeah. their own ways. There's another one where it's a statue and it's this man with like what looks like I'm guessing is a knife or something stuck inside him and he's he looks slumped over dying and there's a crow that has which obviously is supposed to be a morgan with their wings spread and it's like in in doesn't look like it's about to fly away it looks like it's in fight mode yeah, it, it's staring down the, the dying body. Like, it is watching, um, well, this person die, and it's just very, it's very fucking badass. <laughs> These characters are just, they're so powerful in their own ways. On one hand, you have Freya, who is beauty, but at the same time a warrior, and she's got these badass cats. And then on the other hand... You know, there's the Morrigan, who's this this crow who is watching you die. And, and she is there to signify that death is very near and you deserve it. Yeah. I think I actually, I, I go with the Morgan, honestly. I don't know. There's something as much as I love. I think that a lot of times artists really focused on Freya's beauty that they didn't, besides what I talked about before, how they were have, able to have that balance. But for the Morgan, it's so focused on, like, this ominous Mm -hmm. feeling to it. And personally, I think that I always like the more ominous metal type. I mean, my name is Metalhead, so. I totally respect your answer, but the more I think about it, I really like Freya's depiction just because she's shown as this soft beauty, but, like, she has an inner warrior in her, and she's got these cats, and cats are portrayed very similarly. They look like these sweet things, but they're murderous. They're murderous. They're murder mittens. It just goes to show you that, like, somebody who looks so soft can be... This really hardcore person on the inside, you know? I think that's a tie. It's gotta be a tie. Yeah. Yeah. Thought we wouldn't have it, have one this this episode, but we do. We do, we do. What can we say? That is all of the rounds. We are going to tally them up and we will be right back. All right. Guess where you are now? You know it. You heard the music. You're in the judge's corner. So for our second mom, we gave that one to Morgan. Then we had the passive-aggressive mom. Oh, bless your heart. That goes to Freya. For the overbearing mom, we gave that one to Morgan. Then we have most intimidating mother figure, but a softy at heart. That goes to Freya. We gave the cool mom category to, you know it, Freya. This is going to sound a lot redundant, but then Golden Mom goes to Freya. Our next one, we gave the Sassy Mom characteristic to, yep, you guessed it, Freya. And we gave, for the last category of moms, the Hostess Mom, we gave that to Mort-Psych Freya. And in our not-so-lightning lightning round, we had the coolest origin story as the Morrigan. Who do you want to be your battle buddy is 
Freya. And the best depictions in art history, we gave a tie to. So that leaves us with the all-bearing winner, Freya. Freya. I don't think that we have to tally it up for you, but in case you want to know, she won seven to three. I think the reasoning for this is that we just love Freya. (laughs) She's got the full package. I mean... Thank you guys so much for listening. I had a really awesome time recording this week. It was a little bit out of our comfort zone, especially in doing mythologies that we didn't know that well. So next week will be a throwback to Brie and my middle school days of pop punk everything. We are pinning Mark Hoppus and Pete Wenz against each other for the ultimate pop punk bassist. And this is actually going to be our season finale. We'll talk more about it during the episode, but we will be taking a short break. That's why it was super important for you to be following us on our social medias. Instagram, it is hippiechickxmetalhead, hippie with an I-E. I'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye!